Well, hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another Wednesday night Bible study right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. We've been having such a great time in the Word of God. Tonight, we're going to go into a part number five of the series entitled Grow Up. We're going to grow up into Christ. So thank you so much for joining us. Those of you that are watching us live, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for watching the live stream. If you're watching live, then make sure you chat in your prayer request if you would like. Our prayer partners are standing by as always. Yeah, <laughs> ready to pray with you. So we, we, we really look forward to praying with you tonight. And while you're chatting in, make sure you put maybe your first name, if you would like, or what city you're coming from or chatting from or state or country. It just lets us see the reach of the broadcast, and we're really excited. If you're watching the replay, hello, everybody else, hello. Um, make sure you go to our website at kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org. Dot org. There you can uh, put in your prayer request there or leave us your comment there on the contact page. And we'll be so glad to pray with you and to hear from you. We are excited and I'm excited to be here tonight with you. All right. So we're going to start off with prayer. Then we're going to get right into the word of God. And don't forget, we're going to have communion service immediately following the Bible study. I'm happy tonight, and I pray that you are too. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight in the mighty name of Jesus for this time that you've given us to fellowship around your word. Lord, we declare that your Holy Spirit is the teacher. Your word declares that your spirit would lead us into all truth and show us things to come. So Lord, tonight as we gather together in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask that your spirit would teach us. So, Holy Spirit, we just say, have your way, and we look forward to the conversation that we're going to have tonight. Lord, I pray that you would bless your people from wherever they are and whenever they're listening and watching. Lord, I pray that your grace will be greatly multiplied in their lives. And as we continue to pursue Jesus, as we continue to pursue the kingdom of God, I thank you, Lord. As we pursue righteousness, we shall, we shall surely be filled. Lord, bless your people tonight, all those that are listening and watching. Lord, bless them tonight. Whatever they're going through, whatever's on their mind, whatever's weighing them down, Father, I pray that we cast all those cares unto you, for you care for us. Lord, I pray a special blessing upon all those right now in Jesus' name. And as a matter of fact, while we're just praying, just join with me just for a moment. Uh, let's let our screen be our point of contact. I want to do this. So if you're watching by way of phone, put your hand on the phone. By television, you can uh, put your hand on the remote. And that's going to be our point of contact. We're going to believe the Lord tonight for your miracle, okay? Let's do that. So the um, Bible declares that the believer shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. So we believe tonight that by the laying on of hands, even by, the way, by way of electronics, uh, that the Spirit of God can touch you, heal you, and deliver you. So let's just pray that right now. Uh, so if you're feeling sick in any way, let's believe God for your healing and for your miracle. So Father, we pray for your beloved right now. And Lord, you said the believer shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. So Lord, by way of technology, uh, we lay hands upon them, those that may be in their bed or in their cars or at work, wherever they are. Lord, we pray that you would touch them right now and that your hand would be laid upon them. And Lord, we believe you for the miracle, for their healing. 
because even as Isaiah said in 53, Isaiah 53, that it's by the stripes of Jesus that we were healed. So, Lord, we believe you right now for healing and deliverance. And, Lord, you said whatsoever we desire when we pray, believe that we receive them and we shall have them. So, Father, we pray tonight for complete healing and deliverance for your, for your beloved from the top of their head to the very soles of their feet. We ask this, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, that even tonight would be their miracle. And every day they get better and better and better, safer, safer, and safer in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for praying with me. All right, we've been talking about growing up here, and we've been starting in the book of Ephesians, and we'll do the same tonight. So we're just going to hop from one hop to the other. We've already uh, covered a great deal of this in the series. This is part number five. So we won't spend a lot of time on things that we've already covered for the sake of time, uh, but we'll get into some things tonight. So Ephesians, the fourth chapter, Ephesians 4. Uh, we looked at verse 13. Let's go to 13, and then we'll hop down to 15 and then spring on. It says, Till we all come in the uh, unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Church is until we all come together in the full measure of the stature of Christ. We are to, we're growing up into Jesus. We're growing up in him. That is our goal, not to be entertained. We thank the Lord for entertaining people and things, but our goal as Christians is to grow up into Christ, to look just like him. That's our goal. We're going to not only represent Jesus in the world today, but we're going to represent him as the life of Christ is lived through you. All right, verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, help me read, may grow up into him in all things. The Lord wants us to grow up into Christ in all things which is ahead, even Christ. He wants us to grow up. God the Father wants you, you, my friend, to grow up into Christ in all things. And he's given you the ability through his spirit to do that, to grow and to mature. And, you know, one of those verses I love reading, you know, the Lord said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do because I go unto the Father. Jesus said, you're going to do the works that he did. You're going to do it. You're going to love. You're going to forgive. You're going to work miracles, signs, and wonders just like he did as we grow up into him. I know it sounds impossible. It sounds implausible. But let me tell you, it's true. God can use you in supernatural ways. Now, it may not be every day that you're laying hands on someone and you're seeing them recover. You're seeing someone that is dead rise from the dead. But I tell you what, there are miracles that happens every single day that we discount. And God can use you in unusual ways to touch the lives of his people all around the world. You have influence and God wants to use you to impact the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's not put the Father in the box, in a, in a box. He can do anything. Amen. 
Praise God. All right, so we were talking about growing up, and a part of growing up is having an inheritance, having an inheritance. Now, and not only possessing our inheritance, but also utilizing the things that he has promised to us. Now, every born-again believer will inherit eternal life. As a matter of fact, let's look at it once again in uh, Revelation 21, verse number 7. We will hear, let's go back just for a second. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. So we've been talking about that at length, right? He who overcomes shall inherit all things. Inheritance. All right, now let's go back to the example just for a moment of a rich relative that has passed on, and let's say they were billionaires, and they had the reading of the will, and your name is in the will, and in the will it says that you will inherit, that's right, you, you will inherit uh, $50 million, and it's yours. It's your name, it's yours, it was left to you, it's yours. So now it's up to you. Now that you know about it, it's up to you to take possession of it. See, that's one thing uh, because the entire Bible is full of inheritance. Inheritance can also be described as uh, God's promises left to you. So going back to the example of the rich uncle or the rich relative and the lawyers reading out the names there in front of everybody, you say, well, great, my name has by it uh, $50 million. What do you do, just sit there and just do nothing? No, you need to get up and find out how you can get your check or how that money can be transferred so that you can utilize it. You praise the Lord that it's in the will. Glory to God, but it doesn't stop there. You must go and take possession of it and then learn how to utilize it, right? Praise God. Same thing with the word of God, with your spiritual and your natural inheritance that God has given unto you. Knowing about it is one thing, glory to God, but then we must uh, strive, we must uh, strive to take possession of it, to understand it. How do I use this? How do I access this? How? I see what, they, I see what the attorney said, and so how can I get access to my money? How can I get access to the new house or the new car? How can I get access to it? Well, this is what we're going to uh, be seeking the Lord about. This is why we're getting into his word it's really great that you know that your inheritance uh, or that God has left you things in his will. His word is his will and his will is his word. That's great, but we must go on from knowing about it to experiencing it, to applying it and utilizing it. Amen. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people that say, yeah, I know the word of God. Yeah, I know Jesus. Yeah, no, 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 no. But it stops right there. They've never gone deeper to learn how to utilize, how to receive, you know, how to take advantage of what God has given unto them, right? Well, we're going to be learning about that, how to grow up. All of this has to do with growing up. So, again, in Revelation 21, verse number 7, the Bible says, He who overcomes shall inherit all things. Now, we went there last time as well. Uh, what, do, what are we overcoming? We're overcoming the world. John 16, 33 uh, talks about overcoming the world. Jesus said that he has overcome the world. He said, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have a pressing. You're going to have a... Um, uh, pressing, you're going to have pressure. And, and surely that is so true, Lord. We're going to have 
pressing and pressure. But the Lord said, be of a good cheer. Jesus said, be of a good cheer. I have overcome the world. So as we are his disciples, his followers, as the master has overcome, that means that you will also overcome as his disciple, as his pupil, pupil, as his follower, as his learner. So as you following the steps of the master, following his teachings, teachings from Rabbi Jesus, right? Teachings from our master, as you follow him, you'll experience his triumphant victory as well. Glory to God. Paul said it like this, that I may know him and the fellowship of his suffering and the power of his resurrection as I'm following after Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we also went there to uh, John, 1 John, the fourth chapter, 1 John 4. We're pressing on. 1 John 4 talked about some very interesting things about overcoming. Uh, and we started with that, and then we went over to 1 John 5, the very next chapter. 1 John 4 talks about, as a matter of fact, let's go ahead and read it just a little bit. It says here, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone into the world. We went over that. Verse number two, hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Verse three, and every spirit that confesseth not that uh, Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. Now, it was a very prevalent teaching, uh, or heresy, should I say, in the early church. Some believed that Jesus Christ did not come in an actual physical human body. Some believed that he was just... Uh, that he was an illusion or he had some sort of phantom body. He didn't have an actual human body. Well, we know that that is heresy because if Jesus Christ did not have a physical body, then he could not be the Lamb of God slain for our sins. He could not have taken away our sins because his body had to be broken for us. His blood had to be shed for us. And if he didn't have a body then there is no body, there is no blood, there is no blood of sacrifice. The Bible declares in the book of Leviticus that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. There is no forgiveness of sins. So if Jesus did not have a body, you and I are still doomed. But we're thankful, hallelujah, that Jesus did have a body. But there was a teaching back in the early, early days that said Jesus did not have a body. And, of course, that was erroneous. That was wrong. He did have a body. And the Bible says, and look at verse number four, but uh, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. You've overcome that doctrine. You've overcome that teaching. You've overcome that false, those uh, false teachings or those false prophets. He says, because greater is he who's in you, or greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Glory to God, talking about overcoming, growing up, overcoming. And part of growing up is knowing your covenant, is knowing what Jesus did for you. Glory to God. I'm grateful that many people go to church, grateful I go to church every Sunday myself, every week. I'm in church right now. I'm grateful for that. But it goes beyond church. It goes beyond 
uh, just fellowshipping one with another. We have to know the word of God. You have to know, have to know what Jesus did for you with his body. You have to know about his death, burial, and resurrection. You have to know him as the lamb of God who has taken away your sins. You have to know what his uh, death, burial, and resurrection accomplished for you. The Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin. He became our sin offering that through him we might have righteousness. As a matter of fact, that we could be called the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It was a transfer of righteousness. It was justification. It was redemption. This is what Jesus did for you through his sacrificial uh, death as a lamb of God. And by his resurrection, he justified us. And justification, I mean, really easy way to remember this. Justified means just if I'd not sinned. That's how perfectly the Lord redeemed you with his blood. Just if you had not sinned the first day of your life. That's how the Father sees you now spiritually. That's how he sees you through the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, through the precious blood of Jesus. You are sinless. You are without fault. You are without one single wrinkle in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. But if you don't know that, if you don't know what Jesus did for you with his body and his blood, then you may fall prey to some of this doctrinal teaching that was way back in the world, but it's also in here now. The Bible calls it the spirit of Antichrist, trying to have a relationship with God without the sacrificial life of Jesus, trying to have a bloodless relationship with God, and it's just not possible. No, because the blood of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus brings you harmony with God. And I often go to Isaiah 53. I love Isaiah 53. The Bible declares, especially in the book of King James, rather than King James Version, it says that uh, the chastisement of our peace was upon Jesus, upon him, and with his stripes we, we were healed. In other words, Jesus was punished so that we could have peace with God. He had to have a body to do that. So if Jesus did not have a body, you and I don't have peace with God. So we thank God that we have overcome that teaching. Glory to God. We've overcome that. Uh, and I'm grateful that greater is he who's within us than he that is in the world. Let's look at verse number five now. We're going to try to go on. It says, uh, they are of the world. These teachers, they are of the world. Therefore, um, speak they of the world and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God uh, heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. We were there on last time. Glory to God. Now we're going into 1 John one more time. Then we're going to hop off. So 1 John 5 talks about the overcomer. Remember, uh, Revelation 21, verse 7 says that to he that overcomes, he, him, her, that overcomes, the person that overcomes, will inherit all things. God is going to give it all to you through Christ Jesus. I love that. He's going to give it all to you. It is my belief, really, that the Father made mankind, created mankind to be a sort of manager of everything that he has created. Through Christ, we would be a sort of manager. That's why the Bible declares that, that uh, it's the Father's good pleasure, we'll get it in a minute, to give you the kingdom. Let's go to 1 John 5, 
1 John 5 says again, talks about who overcomes the world. Let's just get straight into the nitty and the gritty here. And verse number four says, For whatsoever, also interpreted whosoever, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Faith in what? Faith in the finished work of Jesus. So you know who overcomes the world? Who is the overcomer? The one that is born of God, the one who believes in Jesus. This is the one that will inherit. Hallelujah. One that is not has not fallen prey to the antichrist. Remember the word anti means, uh, it means against, and it also means instead of. You've not fallen to the false Christ. You've not fallen to those gimmicks of the world, but you have your mind and your spirit, your soul focused on Christ and becoming like him. I'm telling you, as we focus on him, we become like him. As you see him, you become more and more like him. As you discern his word, as you see him in the word, as the word of God becomes more clear to you, you say, man, I really understand. I'm getting a good understanding of the word of God. You know, that's supernatural. That's supernatural. And as you're beginning to see past the veil and actually see Jesus, you're becoming more and more like him. You're being filled with the seed of his word. And as God sows that seed, uh, the seed of his word into your heart, it grows, 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 and grows. And you grow and mature in Christ. It is Christ that's developing in you. The Bible declares Christ in you is the hope of glory. Glory to God, I'm telling you. There's more to you than meets the eye, my friend. You're stronger than you think that you are. You're wiser than you think that you are beyond your years because greater is he who's within you than he that is in the world. You can overcome. As a matter of fact, you are an overcomer. Glory to God, you are. Hallelujah. Do you receive that tonight? You're an overcomer. I can keep saying it all night. You are an overcomer. Glory to God, whether you're not feeling well or whether you're feeling great, you are an overcomer. The Bible declares that we walk by faith and not by sight. What faith? The faith in what Jesus Christ has done for us. We enter into our inheritance through Christ Jesus. You enter into strength through Christ Jesus. The Bible declares once again that in our weakness, the Lord's strength is made perfect. You are never alone and you are never actually weak. You're always strong in him. You're mighty, through the, you're mighty through God, I'm telling you. Oh, we can say this all night long. I pray you're getting something out of this tonight. If you haven't already, if you're watching on the YouTube platform, if you haven't already, click that like button. It helps other people to know about the videos and, and you know, really just blesses us. It blesses the channel as well when you hit that like button. And also share this video with a friend. Let's go on tonight. We've got to have communion in a minute. So let's, let's, let's go on. So again, 1 John um, 5, verse 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. Verse 5, uh, Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Glory to God in the highest. So the overcomer, the person that's going to inherit all things, is the one that is truly born of God. God moves on the inside of them. They're truly born again. That is to say, they're twice born. Born once from the mama, born second from the womb of the spirit. You're born of God. You're born from above. 
You're born of God. Born again, your spirit has become new in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You become a new species of being. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. And to the one that overcomes, you're going to inherit all things. Hallelujah. I love it. Uh, in uh, Matthew 25, the Lord, I believe Matthew 25, the Lord talks about the parable of the talents. He gave to one gentleman, um, I believe, five talents. He gave to another gentleman two talents. He gave to another gentleman one, one talent. Or to another servant, one talent. Well, then the Lord took his journey and went away, and he came back to see what they had done. Well, the one that had five talents gained five talents more. He had ten now. The Lord told, told him, well done, my good and faithful servant. And as it begins, um, this parable is also, I believe, also in the book of Luke. But the Lord says, I believe in Matthew, he says, enter into the joy of my Lord. You've done well. And I believe in Luke, he tells that servant as well, have you authority, have authority now over 10 cities. Have authority, have authority, have authority. And it goes on down somewhere in there. <laughs> the word says that if you're faithful over little, the Lord will make you rule over the much. He'll make you rule over much. This inheritance that we're talking about, we are preparing for our eternal inheritance when God will give you authority, not only over 10 cities or five cities or what have you. I believe he's going to give you authority over things that he's created here, um, ever over, the over things in the universe. I don't know. The Lord's created a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. And even scientists tells you and um, astronomers tell you and all these other people that the universe is still expanding. When God spoke at the beginning, let there be light, 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 light. Light continues to go forth. That word continues to produce. It continues to produce. God created life in the very beginning. The world calls the Big Bang. But every big bang needs a big banger. God big banged it. Hallelujah. And what he did in the beginning is still producing even now, still spreading out. Things are still being made. Planets are still being made. It's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And again, I believe that the Lord is going to use man through Christ Jesus, his church, the body of Christ, to manage all these things. So who knows what we're going to be doing in the hereafter. All I know is that we're faithful over a little bit. He will make you rule over much. Glory to God. Not just in this sweet by and by, but right here and right now. Showing yourself faithful. Faithful to his word. To learn, to study, to grow, to give yourself to him. And I'm telling you, he will do great and mighty things in your life. Look at Luke as we begin to close out. Luke, look at Luke. Luke 12, verse 32. Luke 12, 32. Man, I'm having a good time tonight. I could shake my leg. Luke 12, 32. It says, the Lord saying, fear not, little flock. I love that. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, to give you authority to give you a place, to give you honor. It is the Father's good pleasure to do that. He said, fear not, little flock. Flock, flock meaning little sheep. Sheep follow a shepherd. So those who are following Christ, those who are his disciples, those, those who are his followers, the Lord has a kingdom that he's willing to give to you so that you can inherit it. He said, uh, again, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. 
You know, we keep worrying about where the light money comes from, where the gas money going to come from. Uh, how are we going to get this? Or how are we going to get that? It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Remember in Revelation 21, verse 7, that those who overcome shall inherit all things. <laughs> Glory to God. It is immeasurable, the things that Father wants to give you. It is immeasurable. I know this life is full of suffering. This life is full of pressing and pressure. But let me tell you, it's worth it as we go through it with Jesus. Every pain, every trial, every tribulation, as we grow, go, as we grow through it. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. As we grow through it, not just go through it, but grow through it. As we grow through it, allowing the precious oil of the Holy Spirit to press, to press on and uh, allowing that trial to, to press the oil out of you. Hallelujah. That oil of joy, that oil oil of gladness, the oil, that sweet anointing oil that will fill your lamps. I believe also there in, in Matthew 20, Matthew 25, you know, allowing this situation to bring forth the praise out of you because you believe in Jesus regardless of the circumstance or situation. Oh my goodness, my time is gone. Let's go a little bit further tonight, a little bit further. So we know in, in, in Luke, Luke 12, 32, the Lord said, you're going to inherit all things. Oh, my goodness. He said here, fear not, little flock, for it is my father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Glory to God. And I, and I love Matthew 5, 5. Uh, the Lord really, uh, and we talk about the Sermon of, on the Mount. I used to think that he's talking about a, a lot of different types of people. No, he's talking about one person, the overcomer. Those that are in Christ, they have all these characteristics here in Matthew 5. Look at uh, verse 5. Matthew 5, 5 says this. It says, blessed are the meek. We are meek. Hallelujah, because we follow after our Lord. We are meek. Blessed are the meek, or also interpreted gentle in spirit. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The Father is willing to give it all to you. I'm so, oh my goodness, love gives. Love gives. The Father's willing to give it all to you. He is. He is. He said, you're going to inherit the earth. But, you know, I feel like someone on one of those infomercials, those infomercials but that's not all. <laughs> I love this. this is, I'm getting beside myself. But that's not all. Look at one of the greatest, the greatest inheritance that we can ever receive. You'll understand this because in Revelation, the first chapter, verse 6, Revelation 1, 6, the Bible declares that Jesus has made us, the Lord has made us kings and priests. Now understand that the Lord has made you king and a priest, king and a priest. In other words, he's given you a, a dominion, a territory, and you also have the honor of worshiping and serving him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Of communing with him. You're drawing from him so that you'll have the, the energy or the insight that you'll need to rule over your dominion and your territory. The Bible says that he's made you a king and a priest, a priest to minister unto him. Now, why is that important? Why is that important? Because we talk about inheritance, and we're going to have to close here. As we talk about inheritance, we'll find many shadows in the Old Testament Many shadows in the Old Testament of what God was going to do for us and with us in the new. Look at Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 18, verses 1 and 2. I'm, I'm, oh, my 
my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. You can run too. Ooh, I'm really enjoying this. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Woo! All right. The Lord said, again, he's made us kings and priests. Glory to God. Now, let's look at uh, Deuteronomy 18. Deuteronomy 18, verses 1 and 2. And you'll find out why I'm so excited about this and what's the greatest part of our inheritance. Now, look, Deuteronomy 18, uh, verse 1, uh, the King James says, the priest, uh, the priest of Levites and all the tribe of Levi shall have no part nor, in, nor inheritance in Israel. <gasps> oh, no. The priests are not going to get some land in Israel. Everybody else, all the other tribes will, but no, not the Levites. Let's read on. It says here, one more time, the priests, the Levites, and all the uh, tribe of Levi shall not, rather shall have no part nor inheritance with Israel. They shall eat the offerings of the Lord made by fire with, made by fire and his inheritance. All right, you're, you're not going to have crops and stuff like that, Levites. You're not going to do that. No, no, you're going to serve the Lord and when people come in with their offerings, you're going to eat from that. Because the Lord said, I've got something else for you. Look, look at verse number two. He says, therefore, shall they have no inheritance among their brethren. One more time. Therefore, shall they have no inheritance among their brethren. Why, Lord? Why? Why? It says, the Lord is their inheritance as he hath said unto them, the Lord is your inheritance. You get to inherit God. Woo! You get to inherit the anointing. You get to inherit his presence. You, you Levite or you priest, remember Jesus, is, Jesus has made you a king and a priest. You get to inherit God. You get to inherit his anointing, his presence, his power. Glory to the Lamb of God. You get to be an overcomer and be like Jesus. Woo! I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. I'd rather have Jesus than riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus more than anything. Why? Jesus is the overcomer. He is the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, you are our God. Oh, my Jesus. Woo! I'm getting excited here tonight. Glory to God. Who is going to inherit all things? The overcomer is going to inherit all things. Who are they that, who are the overcomers? Those who believe in Jesus, who lean on, rely on, and trust in Jesus as their Lord, as their Savior, as their Messiah, as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Father, we believe in Jesus tonight. And that's a good place to stop right there. We're going to have to pause it once again right here. The next time we come together, I'm going to try my best not to go back and do a lot of recapping. We're just going to move on from here. Is that good with you? Can you give me a thumbs up? Praise the Lord. We're going to see if we can go on even further. But I have just been enjoying it. We've been taking our time in the Word of God. All right, it's time now for us to go into communion. So get your uh, communion supplies ready. All right, let's get into communion. All right, so we thank the Lord 
for his body and his, and his blood. We thank him for his body broken for us, his blood shed for us. We do this in remembrance of him. So get your supplies ready, and we're just going to have communion and bless and honor the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, we're discerning his body and his blood as we talk about him, talk about what he did for us. We're discerning his worth, his value for us. And we love you, Lord. We have faith in what he did. We're not doing something out of superstition or something out of some vain ritual. We believe what Jesus did for us with his body. So the same night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord, for having an actual physical body. Thank you for being our sacrifice. Lord, we thank you that it is by your stripes that we're healed and we receive healing right now. And we love you so much and we honor you. Thank you for the strength that you bring us even now. In Jesus' name, say with me, Lord, we remember. Let's eat all of it. Oh, Lord, so excited, so excited about you. We give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us with your body. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your blood that was also shed for us. For, Lord, after the same manner, you also took the cup after supper or after dinner had concluded. And, Lord, you said that this cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for many for the remission of sins, for the taking away of sins. We thank you, Lord, that by your blood that our sins have been taken away, they have been, they have been remitted, they have been forgiven. And we thank you, Lord, that in this New Testament, you'll remember our sins no more. Tonight, Lord, we remember what you did, and we celebrate you, O Lamb of God, O Lamb of God. Oh, we love you, sweet Lamb of God. We thank you, Lord, for washing us in your precious flow. Oh, my Jesus Christ, sweet lamb, sweet lamb of God. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us. And Lord, we declare tonight, we declare, Lord, we remember. And we drink all of it. For as often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. We say, Maranatha, Lord, come soon, come quickly. Come soon, come quickly. We thank you, Lord, that we're covered in your blood. We're divinely protected. Father, we pray that right now over your beloved that is listening right now, wherever they are, we pray and we declare the blood of Jesus covers them and keeps them safe. Lord, we thank you that you are the lamb of sacrifice. You are the Passover lamb. And your blood, as your blood covers us, we declare that destruction must pass over us. Disease, pestilence, plagues must pass over us. And I declare, Lord, that it passes over this home. It passes over this home. Glory to God. It passes over your beloved right now where they're listening and watching. Lord, it passes over them because of the blood of Jesus that has been applied. Lord, we thank you that we have overcome the world through Christ Jesus, our Lord. We celebrate you tonight. Ooh, thank you, Father. Oh, we rejoice in you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, and amen. My goodness, what a wonderful time I've had with you tonight. 
Thank you so very much for taking the time and being with me tonight in Bible study. I pray that you are richly blessed and encouraged. Stick around for a while. We've got many more things coming on the network for you. If you're watching on YouTube, just go to our channel and you'll find so many other wonderful videos there uh, for you uh, to watch, for you to view and be encouraged and blessed and learn. If you're watching us by way of Roku uh, on the Kingdom Rock Network channel, you already know there's so much programming there that is richly, that is there to richly bless you. If you're listening by way of podcast, hello, everybody. My goodness, that's a whole nother world on podcast. So if you, if you have not gotten our podcast, just look for Kingdom Rock Radio. And on your favorite podcast platform, or simply just go to our website at kingdomrock.org kingdomrock.org you'll find links to all those there on the website and so much more well I guess that's it for tonight I've had fun and I pray that you have too until next time remember that Jesus loves you my goodness he is Lord choose him as your Lord today only he can make a way I'll see you I'll see you on the next time all right bye bye now <laughs>